0: It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom. Good morning,
1: everyone. Welcome once again to Lake Hits Happenings. We come to you each and every Friday morning with information of things going on in the Lake City area. And it is Labor Day weekend coming up, and you know what happens after Labor Day weekend? Yes, indeed, school begins again. And last week we had the superintendent of schools, Eric Inger, and he talked about what's going to be happening within the school buildings, but they have to get there first. And so our guest this week is Doug Grissom. He is the owner-operator of Bluff Country School Bus Service in Lake City, Plainview, Elgin, Millville, and in Wabashaw, Kellogg. Doug, welcome to Lake Hits Happenings. Let's talk a little bit about the communities that you are working in. You must have a lot of buses out there.
0: Well, first off, thanks, Bruce, for inviting me to be on your show today. It's always an honor to get down and come chat with you a little bit about what we do as far as providing student transportation service. We are getting ready to start here on the Tuesday, September 7th with all three of our school districts. Some of them have a little bit of a delayed start, but we're looking forward to getting everybody back in the seat and getting our kiddos back into school.
1: And of course, safety is always going to be important, but let's talk first of all about COVID rules and regulations because we talked about that a little bit with Superintendent Anger and he mentioned what was going to be required on school buses.
0: Yeah, this year we're off to a little bit of a different look. It'll be a lot easier, I think, for our people to jump in the seats and provide that service. We are mandated by the FTA and the CDC that our students and our bus drivers will have to be wearing masks while on school buses, but it's a lot different than last year. So we look to be a lot more proactive with how we're getting kids to school We're filling them back up. We're still using cross-ventilation with the roof hatches and the windows open and hopefully providing a a good, safe environment for all of our kiddos.
1: Well, this year I don't believe the districts are looking at staggering their schools and school days. It'll be pretty much full-time students Were last year part of the hybrid program lessened the number of students. How many students, I'm going to stump you here, how many students are riding on how many buses on any given day?
0: We offer services of up to a 3,000 students in our three districts, and I would have to say we've got probably 1,800 kids that we transport on any given day. So there's
1: a lot going on, and you, your drivers, uh, they are remarkable people. Ask me about somebody with all his troubles behind him, and I will show you a school bus driver. <laughs> so that's 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 my joke of the day. Safety is no joking matter, and you have drivers, you have wonderful drivers, and you require that they follow a good set of safety rules.
0: Right, Bruce. You know, these people are, they're our humble heroes. You know, they show up every single day, they provide the service. We uh, state mandates that we provide training to not only our school bus drivers, but also to the students. One of the initiatives we're looking at this year is really trying to come from a collaborative effort where we're including the students, the drivers, teachers, administration, and parents parents to look at the school bus safety as a whole. Riding a school bus is the safest mode of transportation there is bar none, but at the same time, there are some issues that have come up and, and our industry is very, very safe. And now you started with uh, training for the uh, drivers. Right. That took place Wednesday of this week and we had a great turnout. We had eight hours of good in-service training, brought everybody together. Of course, we had coffee, juice and rolls to start out with, but talked about our roadmap on back to school. We talked a lot about the six competencies that our drivers must face every year and ended up uh, the day just talking about safe loading and unloading and emergency preparedness.
1: And you talked about this being a collaborative effort between the drivers, the students, the parents, and the administration. What do you do to bring them all together?
0: Well this year we are bringing people, the students, and the uh, uh, that whole group into a lyceum type of, of environment at the school, talking about school bus safety as a whole, and then taking them out to the school bus and talking about safe loading and unloading, the danger zones surrounding a school bus, the rules and consequences and also of course about evacuation training as well.
1: Well now I'm a motorist. I'm not a school bus driver but it's important for me too that I am cognizant of the fact that the school buses are going to be out and they'll be out already uh, Monday after Labor Day next Tuesday.
0: What should I as a motorist be particularly concerned about? Well thanks for bringing that up Bruce. You know that's one of the things that we battle every year. About five or six years ago we really zeroed in on what is it that motorists aren't getting. Is it the lights that are flashing that they don't see? Is it the stop arm? Is it maybe being unsure of what they're supposed to do? But basically for the the general public, if you see a school bus with yellow lights on flashing front and rear, know that that bus will be stopping to pick up or unload students very soon. Once they're stopped, the yellow lights turn off, the reds turn on, and that is you cannot stop any closer than 20 feet around the school bus and students may be actually crossing in front of the bus or just going to their home on the door side.
1: So watch for the flashing lights, front and rear. And I know that sometimes you have the arms that will come out and uh, that, I guess, gets the students out a little bit further in front of the bus so the the bus driver can see them.
0: Right, that's called a crossing guard. And we get that out in front to keep the students out of our danger zone. The stop arm on the driver's side of the bus also is out. Sometimes they have two stop arms on each, uh, on the one side. But the drivers must know that they need to stop, stay back, and course, that doesn't always happen. And depending on where students are at in that process, if you fail to, to yield for the bus busted stop, it can be a misdemeanor, or if there's students on the outside, it can be a gross misdemeanor, which could mean lots of money and possible jail time if you don't stop.
1: And all of that sounds horrible, but even more horrible is something happening to the student that is out there, the pedestrian, and because I'm not paying
0: attention or not obeying the rules, suddenly I've hurt or worse killed somebody. Right. you know that's Our industry, like I said earlier, is very, very safe. But what we're zeroing in on is looking at what we've been really good at over the years. We're using our crossing gates well. We're reducing the number of students that cross over. We've improved our driver training. So now we're really looking at the students. And as our young ones come in, our kindergartners, our first graders, they might not understand what to do when they're outside the bus. So that's why we're moving to a collaborative effort in the schools to try and really promote from day one what they're supposed to do to stay safe.
1: And so the school bus company, is doing their job the drivers are doing their job the administration is mandating these sorts of things parents parents you really need to pay attention and instill all of this uh these safety measures in uh, your young children's minds and reinforce them on the older kids who think they're invincible and doug i think we need to point out to everybody driving put that telephone down it's no
0: time to text or call That's exactly right. That's proven to be a lot of times what is is causing someone to not recognize what the school bus is doing out there. That's the last thing I want to report is that there's been some type of an accident here in the districts
1: that we cover here in the Lake Hits 95 listening area. Some statistics as to how things
0: have improved because of your measures? Yeah, well, first off, the state legislature passed, I forget what the exact amount of money is, but there's funding now for what they call stop arm cameras. So these cameras will be installed on the stop arm on the left-hand side of the school bus. If a, if a car goes past or through the stop arm at 60 miles an hour, That will capture that license plate number, so that's one of the measures that we pushed hard for after some very unfortunate situations, actually even here in Wabashaw County. But we've reduced our fatalities throughout the whole United States. The Kansas Department of Education has tracked danger zone fatalities over the last 50 years. Looking at the last 20 years, the 10 years from 2000 to 2010, there was 118 fatalities. Ten years later after that, from 2010 to 2020, we reduced that to 68 fatalities. One life is too many. So that's why we take what we do very, very seriously. And we train the drivers, we train the students, and we've got a great competent group of people that are out there for the right reason. And that's to transport the kids to and from school safely.
1: Well, let's all work together and let's try to bring that to as close to zero as possible. I know one thing I see is I'm driving around from town to town. There's always a yellow school bus parked there and they usually have a sign that said "Drive." <laughs> needed.
0: Boy, isn't that the truth, Bruce? You, you can't go anywhere where you don't see that. There's yard signs all over, advertisements on television, on radio. We're always looking for people. You know, the days of just hiring people in the summertime, putting them to work, is kind of over. We recruit and we train year round. And of course, I'm not going to uh, miss that chance to say that Bluff Country is fairly close to being fully staffed, but we really look at it as a community obligation. We want good people out there. We want our best people in our communities driving those buses.
1: And not only is it a big Buck occupation, uh, but uh,
0: it is also a very rewarding occupation. It is, you know, uh, going back to, I hate to say this now, 27 years ago when we moved to Lake City, watching those kids grow up, establishing relationships, you know, is very rewarding. Some of our drivers talk about getting invited to high school graduations. You know, there's some great, really humbling warm stories that come out of being a bus driver.
1: Well and you and Kara, your wife and Emmy, your daughter still in the bus business and you do a great job and we appreciate all that you do here in the Lake City, Plainview, Elgin, Millville and Wabashaw Kellogg School Districts. If anybody wants to talk to you and inquire more about driving or they have questions about
0: where their bus stops are or what bus their students should be on, how do they get a hold of you? Sure that's a great question Bruce. First off we have a website bluffcountryschoolbus.com. Emmy is very involved of course with our Facebook page and our Lake City main dispatch number is 345-4112. We ask anybody that has any questions, comments, concerns about the service we provide to reach out. We are very open to talking about a lot of different things in regards to student transportation.
1: Well, there you go, Doug Grissom from Bluff Country School Bus Surface. They will be back at work on Tuesday following Monday, Labor Day. And everybody take it easy out there and be careful. Watch out for our kids and watch out for those big yellow buses. Thank you for listening to Lake Hits Happenings.
0: Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce from Estate and Trust Services on Lake Hits 95.